Good morning and welcome to KLE Podcast. This is uh, Sean Smith, your host, um, and this is where a new generation of people are being equipped in, in kingdom leadership principles for living and for leading. Hey, today we're kicking off um, the first session with uh, Steve Bissett and myself talking about building his church and uh, just looking at the at a different perspective of what it is to build his church. What does the Bible really say? What is the heart of Jesus in building his church? And Steve and I have been doing this for a number of years. We we get on the phone every now and again. We met, um, oh gosh, about 1999. And and uh, and uh, ever since then, we get on the phone every now and again and, and talk for an hour or two, uh, just talking about the different aspects of, of, um, of the heart of God and the heart of Jesus in building his church. And we encourage and inspire one another and, and share, share, you know, just what we're seeing right now. What is God saying right now? So we thought it would be great to have you part of that conversation. So that's what we've done is we've started um, the, the, um, the podcast every Friday, um, which we record during the week, and uh, um, we we share hearts together, and uh, and we bring in this to you. So so we'd love you to do enjoy um, sending questions, sending comments um, on the platform, uh, the the podcast platform. You can send in messages. We'd love to hear from you. Um, questions you can email us. And uh, we'd, we'd love to get those, those questions as well, because that'll help us to cover stuff that's relevant to you, content that's relevant to you. So without um, any more delay, let's get straight into the interview that we did. And uh, we hope that you um, really learn something and grow in the process. Well, that's what my wife told me this morning. I, I feel really good. Yeah, we're getting our eyes checked, though, this week, so... <laughs> yeah, I think it might be an idea. <laughs> uh, uh, that's good. That is good. Well, you know, if you don't think you're beautiful, who will, hey? That's right. If you don't toot your own horn, who else will? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Well, Steve, hey, we um, we definitely were technolo- technologically challenged last week with... Um, a couple of efforts to uh, get us up and running. So um, we are hopefully going to be having, I, I had to put out a, an edited uh, email um, on Saturday morning and say, hey guys, uh, we missed this one. So, <laughs> so let's so uh, check out, check us out in June. huh? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> oh, it is funny, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's good. So what's up? What's happening with your side of the world? Um, actually, I, I've just been pondering a lot about our dominion that we have as as sons of God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, just personally, that's what I've been kind of going through. Um, but um, a lot of that links into how we, how we identify ourselves um, I mean, everything that we do has to do with how we identify in Christ. Because it says to be found in Him. That's the most yes. important thing. Is it, I mean, we're not trying to find ourselves or our purpose or or our direction or our anything. It's a matter of finding Christ and being in Him. And once you find out His purpose, 
your purpose is easy. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, even yeah, even in relationship to the church or a vision or a whatever, I mean, if you think about just a, a church with a vision like we were talking about last week that nobody heard, um, you know, you, 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 <laughs> you think about, uh, you know, the different pastors that have to find a vision for the, for the church. Actually, Christ is the, Christ being the husband, he has the vision for his bride, not me. So yeah, exactly. what is his purpose? You know, what is his purpose? What does he want to see for her? He wants to make sure that she has life and that more abundantly. He wants to make sure that she is fulfilled in every every way that there possibly can, that she has everything that pertains unto life and godliness. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, it's not, that's his vision for his bride. Yes. So, anyway. Exactly. Well, you know, that's, um, let me just say, um, for, for those of you that are listening to KLE podcast right now, um, Steve and I are talking our, our topic over the next couple of weeks and season and however long it takes for us to, to finish our conversation, if it ever finishes. I don't think so, but um, <laughs> it's like well, there's so much to talk about. But we're talking about um, building his church and, um, and uh, getting clarity, you know, with, for the mind of Christ, for the wisdom of God from, from Scripture, and just from our own journey and experience, what we have discovered to, to be really what is his church, Christ's church, and how to build that. And, uh, and Steve, um, yeah, that's a very pertinent point right now. You know, in, um, King Solomon said uh, in uh, Proverbs, he said, a man plans his way, but um, oh, yeah, there are many plans in a man's heart, but it's the purpose of God that prevails. And, uh, yes. and exactly right, you know, is, is discovering his purpose, his overall purpose. And I think um, when we do, then we begin to discover the true direction of, of what Jesus' intention really is, you know. Right, <clears throat> right. And I, and I actually posted, sorry, yeah, yeah carry on. Go ahead. No, no, I was, was going to po- say, I, po- I posted in, my, in, my, in the Facebook group yesterday um, just a scripture that really has been speaking to me over the past couple of, of um, uh, actually la- the past couple of days and, and specifically last week. And, uh, and that was from 2 Corinthians 2.17 in the Amplified Version. And he said, for we are not like many acting like merchants or wholesalers peddling God's word, shortchanging mm. and adulterating God's message, but from pure uncompromised motives as commissioned and sent from God, we speak his message in Christ in the sight of God. And, uh, you know, as I was meditating on that scripture, it just I, I really felt an impression is that how often... Um, you know, is that from our motive is actually to promote ourselves, you know, is in right, and the Lord said right. to me, it's not just profit for money, it's profit for, for uh, you know, profiting your ambition, profiting your, uh, your personal gain, profiting your position, profiting, um, uh, you know, your, how, how people see you, you know, and, right, and so you right. could use the message um, and, and peddle or, or act like merchants 
um, peddling God's word, shortchanging, adulterating His message um, right. from from um, uh, from an, a compromised motive and and right. an Im, impure um, motive, you know. And and the, but He says it comes when we have a pure and an uncompromised motive. It's because we commissioned and sent from God. And I think, right. you know, is that, again, is just what you're saying is, is that whole purpose and, and commission, you know, is that when, we, when we're coming from, from his point of view, from, from his commission, from being sent from him, uh, then it changes our purpose, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, I was... Uh, it w- I was pondering on something the other day just as far as uh, uh, one of the Ten Commandments as far as using the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Yeah. And I thought, about what, I thought about what vanity is. You know, vanity is a self-serving or self-purposed motive. Mm. And I thought, well, what would be using the name of the Lord God in vain? It's not just swearing then or cussing yeah. as we call it. It would be using it for your own purposes, for your own, for your own motives, for your own. So I'm using the name of the Lord my God yes. for my own selfish motives. Yes. And uh, I mean that's what hit me. Now I don't know whether or not that's accurate. Uh, it just, but it hit me in a, in a whole new dimension because uh, I was kind of looking at the word eunuch. Um, uh, cause it says that that's what God set, or that's what the Kings were to set, uh, over their, not only over their whole household, uh, but they also set eunuchs over their finances, eunuchs over their whatever. Cause a eunuch is somebody that cannot produce in and of himself. He can't, he can't reproduce. And, uh, so the king, the king then would set, uh, these eunuchs over his harem, over his wives, over his, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, just yeah. because he knew that this eunuch would not reproduce after his own kind, or it wouldn't even seek his own. Uh, in fact, it says there are some eunuchs that are made by men, some eunuchs that are made um, uh, for, the, uh, for the word of God's sake, uh, and some eunuchs that are born that way. And uh, yeah. I began to look at just how, how a eunuch, because like John said, he said, um, he said I'm a, John the Baptist said, I'm a friend of the... Um, Oh, what did he say? I'm a friend of the, not the friend of the Savior. I'm a friend of the, anyway, I'm a friend of the bridegroom. You know, basically I'm a friend. I'm not, I'm not the bridegroom. I'm not the, I'm not the one you're seeking. <laughs> you know, I, there's somebody else who comes after me uh, whose yeah. shoes I'm not even worthy to lace. And yet somehow or other as a leader or as a teacher or as a whatever, we begin to present ourselves as somebody to be exalted or somebody, hey, look at me, I've got this revelation, or hey, uh, we're, we're taking the bride of Christ and we're saying, hey, look at me. And we're yeah. using the name of the Lord our God or our King for our own vanity, for our own purposes. We're not a eunuch anymore. We're trying to reproduce after our own likeness and image. We're trying to get her to follow our visions, our goals, our desires, and... Uh, uh, that was something I mentioned last week, by the way, um, yeah. that I just forgot about till now. Because uh, when the Lord told me that I misrepresented him, I built my own and not his, that he was going to have me sit down and learn for a while how to build for him. Uh, yeah. I began to really 
uh, I mean, it tore me up for one thing because I thought, I mean, we had the dead rays. We had uh, uh, anything that was sick or anything that was lame or all the lame walked, the blind saw, uh, the deaf heard. I mean, it, it just, there was miracles after miracles and, and things, signs and wonders. And, and I was just going, Lord, you mean I misrepresented you somehow? And he says, yeah, you built your own and not mine. Now I'm going to teach you how to build for me. And then immediately he showed me that uh, kind of that reference that I shared with you last week. Like I came into your and Michelle house, you know, and I, I began mm. to talk with you and share with you for a while. And you yeah. and Michelle were really excited about what I had to share and, uh, you know, about the Lord and everything. And, and then uh, after about a week or so, you had to go back to work. And uh, uh, Michelle and I would spend all day just talking about different things. And, and uh, so you'd come home after your work and you'd say, hey, Michelle, what happened today? And she'd share all about, you know, what had happened and what I'd said and what we had discussed. And pretty soon you begin to notice that as she's even talking, she begins to sound like me. Mm. She uses the same phrases. She uses the same terminology. She begins to uh, even begins to take on some of my personality when she presents it. And it begins to disturb you a little bit. And then one day you come home and you say, hey, Michelle, I think we ought to go do this. And she says, well, no, Steve says this. Mm. And when the Lord showed me that, concerning me, I said, well, Lord, I think I'd just kill the guy and uh, just tell you that he went missing somewhere. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just buried him out there somewhere. And uh, he says, but that what, that's what you've done to my bride. Yeah, exactly. You've come into my house, to my bride, and you've tried to wow her with your abilities, with your gifts, with your anointings, with your visions, with your revelation, with your whatever. And I don't want her to be enamored with you. I want her to be enamored with me. Yeah. And exactly uh, right. he says, you've, you've usurped my place as husband to my bride because now the, the bride always reflects the husband. Now she reflects you. She's taken on your personality She's taken on your vision, your way of thinking, and now she reflects you and not me. Yeah. And exactly. boy, it just, I mean, that was 30 years ago, and it still stuck with me, you know, as far that'll as just that. You. Yeah, that'll fool you. <laughs> yeah, you know, <clears throat> this was a scripture that, that, um, that spoke to me as well. It was was Second Corinthians chapter 11, and verse, I think it's 1 and uh, 3, 1 to 3. And he says, um, I wish, Paul says, I wish uh, you would bear with me while I indulge a little foolishness, but indeed you're bearing with me as I read this. I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy because I have promised you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. And, yes. and he says, um, but and the, the, the word promise there in another translation is I've, I've wooed you to one husband. In other words, I, I'm, I'm uh, like drawing you, you know, and, and referring you and deferring you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. And verse 3 says, wow. but I am afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, your minds have been corrupted and led away from the simplicity of your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And um, the scripture, you know, I, there's, 
there's like three events in my life that like altered everything. And, and one of them was just what you explaining now was the same for me. I, one night was, I couldn't sleep and I was busy worshiping God and, and just laying in my bed, you know, and just meditating and worshiping the Lord. And suddenly um, I felt God speak to my heart and, and, um, and said, what have you done to my bride? And wow. in an instant, what you're saying is, is exactly what I experienced. I, I immediately um, saw this, you know, like a flash of me parading myself, trying to seduce another man's bride and, uh, wow. and impress in front of her husband, impress another man's bride in front of her husband right. so that she'd right, be attracted right. to me, so that she would pay attention to me, that she would be... Uh, more enamored, more, um, more, uh, what's the word? Um, more, you, you know, more, more enthralled with me. In other words, I was right. wooing her to me. And then, it, you know, the, the reality hit me is that I'm doing this to another man's bride. But not only that, I'm doing this to a king's bride. Not only that, but I'm doing this to the king of kings' bride. And, right, and you right. know, yeah. we, see, we see people as bum, bums in seats that can bring us tithes and offerings and fill our venue right. and, uh, and, you know, get, get our vision done. And the fact is, is that this, this group of people that, that we have uh, un, un, uniquely <laughs> have yeah. been given the responsibility to prepare her for him. Not for ourselves, right. and I think that boy just—it it floored me. It, it changed the course of how I think. It changed my whole mindset about how I right. minister and and how I see the church and how I treat the church. Because, boy, I—I I mean, I'm not going to come into your house, Stephen, and abuse and manipulate and uh, seduce your wife. I mean, you know, that would right. be. <laughs> that just doesn't even make sense. But yet we, right. you know, leaders are doing this all the time. I did it, you know, and and boy, I right. have to repent for that. Yeah, know? I did it too. Well, that's <laughs> the thing too. Uh, it's not just it's not just behind your back either. Yeah, it's, blatant. It's right right in front of him. Yeah, and uh, that's what that's what really bothers me. And and the and the bad part is is that the bride a lot of times goes for it. Yes. And well, uh, no wonder no wonder there's so much uh, adultery and fornication uh, in, in the body of Christ because uh, they say that there's no difference uh, between the body, the stats, between the body of Christ and between the world right now as far as yes. adultery, as far as uh, uh, divorce and everything else. And right. I'm going, that's really a sad... That's a sad picture because we should be somebody that shows, that demonstrates the kingdom of God, that demonstrates the power of Christ uh, on the earth. And yet, um, because soter is the word savior in the Greek. Yes. Uh, salvation is the word soteria, which is taken from soter. It's, a, it's, a, it's the feminine version of it. So wherever the soter is, there also is soteria or soteria. Mm. So mm. wherever the husband is, the bride is also. And if you've seen, if you've seen the salvation, you know the savior. 
So if you've yeah. seen the bride, you're supposed to be able to see the husband, not not some other thing or some other guy or some other uh, some other vision or some other purpose or anything else. And yeah. and I guess that's what I begin to see is that if I'm getting my finger, if I'm touching his bride, if I'm touching her, I mean, even even verbally uh, trying to, like you said, woo her, uh, I'm actually taking her taking her off course, off purpose, off vision, and now she begins to reflect another man, and she has no rule. She has no dominion. She has no ability to reflect her husband, her true husband anymore, because I've yeah. taken that place, and now all she reflects is that darkness or that human nature. And yeah. that's, not, that's not Christ anymore. It's not the light of the world anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So well, and that, you know that that <clears throat> I mean that brings us around to what you were saying earlier. I, I just I thought of this. Um, you, you know, it talks about in Ephesians five talking about the the, the marriage and how um, husbands are to love their wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, just in there is a revelation we can talk about another time, but. Um, but he says, he goes down and he says, this 31, for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined and be faithfully devoted to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery of two becoming one is great, but I'm speaking with reference to the relationship of Christ and the church. And so, right. you know, to, is, is, to me, is, we have to be reflecting not only in our marriages, and a marriage is a reflection of Christ and His church. But and right. so you know, we we need to be the, as the as the as the church. We need to be reflecting that in our marriages. That's that's the first right. uh, prophetic sign of Christ and His church, the mystery that they can see. But then right. is when, when people yes, exactly. But when people coming into into our into the church as a community gathered together, what do they see? You know, is that right, do they see? Right. Do they see? And that's I think what what is happening is people are just being turned off by the parading, the celebrity, rather than than um, somebody that directs people to Christ. You know, to her true husband. Because right. unless unless people encounter their true husband, <laughs> unless they encounter Christ, they, they they there is no transformation. You know, they're trying to right. Right. represent us, us. You know, or which is what you're saying. They they they're representing us rather than than um, than who he right. is. What it began to do is is change the course of how I even handled. Um, any type of a meeting, uh, any any type of meeting together. I mean, even like what we're doing right now. You know, just you yeah. and me. Because uh, yeah. I'm not trying to impress you. You know, you already know who I am. <laughs> You're not impressed. But I'm not impressed. I love you, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, a when you think about uh, who leads the dance, you know, does the husband or the wife lead the dance? Yes, the husband. Who, which one leads? 
Yeah, the husband yeah. the husband is supposed to be the leader in the dance. And yeah. uh, you know, in Galatians it says, um, he who ministereth to you the spirit, and this is what we talked about last week too, but mm. it ties in what we're talking about right now. He who ministereth yeah. to you the spirit, does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by faith? The the interesting concept there is we've always thought about ministry as far as I get some sort of word or I get some sort of a song or I get something, and this is my ministry now, and uh, now I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you my ministry. It's not giving you Christ. It's not giving. It's giving you my ministry, and so now my ministry gets exalted. But it, he who ministereth through the Spirit, the word there is the word epikorigeo, which is the word we get choreography from or dance. Yes. It means literally the one who watches over the round dance. There's a dance going on. And if I want, if I'm to minister to you the spirit, not, not a message, not a song, not a, not a word, I'm ministering to you the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm ministering to you the spirit. If I'm to do that, I'm to watch to see what her husband the wife's husband, the bride's husband, is dancing. I'm watching over the choreography. I'm going to see what he's dancing. I'm going to see what his tune is. I'm going to see how he's moving, and I'm going to help her cooperate in that dance so that she begins to function and flow and can feel his presence and can feel his heartbeat, can feel what he's doing at that particular time, and then train her to learn to see that all the time so that she learns how to, how to flow with his dance at every moment. Yes. And that's our purpose, basically, is to, is to watch for that round dance, to watch over that dance, and to minister to you or to anybody else what the Spirit of God or what, what God is doing right now, what our Father is doing, not just our Father, but what is our husband dancing to right now, and then help help you learn to flow in that or help you flow in that so that now you know it's him, not me. It's not my anointing anymore. It's not my, I don't wait to minister till I'm anointed or whatever. I, I'm watching to see what his flow is, what his dance is. And then I, I help you cooperate with that. In fact, there's a a thing that says, um, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That used to bother me so bad because I thought, well, I thought this was already taken care of. I thought it was finished. Well done. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to work anything, but yeah. that word "work out" is one Greek word, which literally means to engage with, in order to do. In other words, something is already in motion, and I simply let out the clutch and engage with that in order to function with what is already moving, what is already in process. Yeah. So it's not me trying to work it out all of a sudden. It's me finding out what the dance is, what the move, what's the motion already in motion, and then I just simply engage with that. And then yeah. it causes a, complete, uh, a completeness then of the, of the motion. Yeah. So. It's yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is it's 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 knowing the flow, you know. Um, right. And, and that that's maturity. I mean, that's what Hebrews talks about is is that discernment of knowing, you know, when and how, and to be skilled in the word of righteousness. So that's not, you know, it's it's not in the word of man. I, I was actually saying in that in that post yesterday. Um, uh, 
that I sat one day with a, in a meeting <laughs> with a bunch of pastors and we were having breakfast or something together. I can't remember exactly. Going back a few years, 10 years or so ago. And um, this one guy sat there and he, he was there most of the times. But, and, and he... He would conduct himself in a certain way, but this one, this one time we were together really began to disturb my spirit really badly because, badly, but, you know, really disturbed me, is that he constantly was talking about another man and, and uh, another pastor of a ministry who, who I respect and, and, they, and they work, etc. You know, I, I really do respect them, but... But the point was, was that that's all he spoke about for a whole hour right. or more. You know, two hours was, was how great this guy is and what this guy preached and what this guy's doing and, and what this guy right. says. And, and, and I thought to myself, you know, do, who do you represent? You know, is that don't right, you have a right. voice or are you an echo? You're just echoing right. somebody else's commission. What is yours? Are you sent? You know, and, and, uh, and uh, it, was, it was then like he had no authority or dominion of his own. He was constantly referring to somebody else. And I thought, where is Jesus in this? Where is Christ in this? You know, who right, do you right. reflect? Who do you represent? And, and again, from that scripture, you know, it says, um, uh, where is it? It talks about, but from pure, uncompromised motives, as commissioned and sent from God, we speak right, his message. Right, 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 right. And, and, as, and that's where dominion is. That's why Jesus, they said of Jesus, um, um, well, this one place, they said, he, he taught them not as the scribes. They've never right. heard anything like it. Because, and it says he taught as one with authority. And the word authority there is ex, uh, um, uh, exousia, which means the right. right to use might. And in other words, he, he, he came across with this, with this confidence, with this boldness, with this courage, with, with authority, that he had the right to teach what he taught simply because right. he knew who sent him and he knew his motives were that he came from a, a commission and sent from God, not just reflecting himself, not trying to right. produce a man, trying to reflect a person. You know, it's just, yeah. I think to well, me that was, was significant because that's where you have dominion is when you came right. from him, not from man, you know? Right, right. Well, to be skilled in the word of righteousness, uh, which it talks about as, as maturity, to be skilled in the word of righteousness, but you can't do it because now you have to go back again having somebody teach you about, you know, blah, 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 all these other things. But if, if I'm skilled in the word of righteousness, that means that I already, the skill that I have is knowing that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've already been made righteous. Yeah. And if I've been made, if I, whoever's justified shall also be glorified. And here we are trying to teach people, you're not glorified yet. You're waiting to, you know, come into your glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what you've got. It's you already have Christ in you. It says whomever he's justified, he's also glorified. You are glorified. When were you justified? Well, you're justified 2,000 years ago. You're continually justified. When was I glorified? Well, I was glorified. I'm already glorified. I'm not, I'm not waiting for glory, but that's, 
in that identity in Christ right now, not not finding myself and finding my own purpose, but finding finding myself yes. in him. Yes, exactly and to right. be able to find out his purpose, to be able to flow with his direction, to be able to just be so knitted and entwined together with him. Uh, I wrote a little thing this morning, just um, uh, they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wingle, uh, wings as eagles, run and not be weary and walk and not faint. The word to wait is is intended to paint a whole picture. It's not just a word, uh, which our English word simply means to just hang out and wait for something to come to pass, you know, at some different yeah, yeah. time. Uh, yeah. But but it literally means to weave or to inter- intermingle uh, or to knit together. So uh, it it the word picture it's intended to portray is as a bunch of cords are bound together to make a rope that will hold an anchor that will fasten a ship hard into the harbor or secure in the harbor so that no wow. matter what happens, that ship is, is, is unshakable and immovable. That's the yeah. picture it's meant to paint. So yeah. whenever they say, um, you know, they, they who wait upon the Lord, it's meant to paint this whole picture of you've so intermingled or intertwined at the very fiber of your being into the Lord that you're going to have that same strength that he has, you're going to have that same dominion he has, you're going to have the same power he has, and you're going to mount up with wings as eagles and fly high above the storm because you're seeing it from a totally different perspective. You're going to run and not be weary because you have that goal that's set before you of Christ and his purpose yes. and his dominion and his exactly. glory. And, and you're going to walk because you already know that every step that you make is ordered of the Lord. And you don't have to fear of making a wrong move anymore. Well, exactly And so right. it's a whole different picture uh, when, you, when you look at it that way as far as, well, I'm just hanging out here waiting for God to do something, you know, they who wait upon yes. the Lord. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just waiting till I get my strength back. I'm waiting till I get my whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for my healing. I'm waiting for my deliverance. No, I've been healed 2,000 years ago. No, I've been delivered 2,000 years ago. I have a Savior. I have Christ, the Messiah, the Savior in me right now, alive in me. The same Spirit that yes. raised him from the dead is alive and at work in me right now, quickening Glory this very mortal body. That's right. So I'm not waiting for something to happen. It's not some other time or some other season. In fact, it says, say not in your heart that it's beyond the sea or it's up in heaven that somebody should go get it again or it's down below the earth that he should be raised again. But, you know, it's the, it's the word that is nigh us right now in our minds and in our hearts, the word which in we our, speak. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. anyway, it's not a far off. It's not something else that's beyond or up in heaven or someplace else that we're going to wait to get it. Yeah. So well, that waiting anyway. is, a, is, a, is an active, not a passive verb, anyway. So it's correct. A, it's an correct. it's an active word. It's like in the process of of um, encountering Christ, journeying with Him, meeting with the Father. You know, I'm correct. constantly correct. growing in in that renewal of my strength and and stuff. And and like you say, I mean, we have the dominion because. Um, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, you know, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his dominion or might. His might, and, yeah. Yeah. So we already, 
it's, it's available to us. We just need to be bold in it. We need to be confident in it. But the problem is, is that we don't because we're not coming from his motive, his intention. We, right. You know, if right. we've got that perspective wrong in that we're trying to, you know, if, if we're not representing correctly, then, right. um, then something goes wrong with this whole thing and we don't see what right. we need to what we need to see or he definitely the, the people aren't satisfied with 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 our seed <laughs> they want right. his seed you know and that's yes the thing that we need to really really be get that gain that perspective i mean you know that's really what we're coming around to you know right yeah because i'm not what here to do? give you a piece of my mind <laughs> <laughs> or to think of a or to give a you know a great sermon or anything else uh, exactly I'm here to give you i'm here to give you christ Exactly if I'm not right. giving you Christ, I might as well not even show up for crying out loud. Yeah. That, that, that's right. Because, you know, when you, when you give Christ, you're giving his domain, his, his dominion. And, and, right. uh, and that's what the kingdom is about. It's bringing his dominion into where we are, who we are, and what we're doing. That's the right. rule of God, the dominion of Christ as king into what we, and so, so, I mean, ultimately, Steve, is, is to impact culture around us, you know, if we're not, right. if we're not doing it right, you know, is that, don't come to my meeting, let's take the meeting to them, you know, <laughs> so that's, right. that's basically, we, we, we need to be infecting or influencing the, the culture around us, and, and we can't do it in, in the power of man, we can't do it, it that's just not right. possible. You know what's amazing? It says we now have the mind of Christ. Now, Christ, we've, I, I don't know, for some reason or other, we've kind of diminished the whole idea of Christ. Uh, we think Jesus is in us, you know, uh, praise God, you know, Jesus saved me, whatever. Uh, but it says the, the, the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in this world. Antichrist is not necessarily meaning that I'm against Jesus, because uh, I know most people aren't against Jesus. However, most a lot of people that I know of are truly anti-Christ spirit. They do not believe that their Savior, Christ, the Messiah, has already come. They're still yeah. looking for somebody to save them, for somebody to set them free, for somebody to deliver them, to somebody to make them whole, they're still looking for the Christ. And that makes us that anti-Christ spirit. That, and part of that comes from somebody standing up there and saying, look at me, I'm here to give you the message, or I'm here to give you whatever, rather than giving you Christ, mm -hmm. your hope of glory. Exactly. And if I, can, if I can bring you Christ, if I can bring you the Messiah, which is in me. I mean, Christ. When you think about Christ being in me right now, I mean, I, I'm no different than Christ. I, I'm sent just like Christ, so that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I have yeah, Christ exactly. in me right now. So, therefore, if I'm if I'm coming to you, I'm to bring you that dominion, that authority, that rule, that kingdom, and demonstrate to you that it's at hand right now. And there's no difference. Uh, that's why it says these things that I do and even greater things shall you do because now I go to the Father. 
there was no difference. He's saying, I'm sending you with that same measure. You know, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now you go. Yes. Not, not wait around till something happens. It's already been given to me. Now you go. You yeah. go in that same might and power. In fact, when you think about who Christ is, who is Christ right now? Who is he right now? What is he, what is he like right now? Hmm. You know, far above all power and principality, ruler, might, dominion, you know, his hair is white, his wool, his eyes, flames of fire, hmm. you know, out of his mouth comes a sharp two-edged sword. You see him high and lifted up. You see him seated at the right hand. Of the, you know, you see all these things. You go, man, they, you know, that's so awesome. And, he, and then he says in John, in third John, and, and he says, as he is right now, not as he's going to be, so not as he was. At, yes, so are we in this world right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean right later. Now. It means right oh, now. On. As he is yeah. right now, so are you in this world. Amen. Now, can we bring them, can we bring him then to, to the world? Can we bring him then to a people that needs to see, that wants a Savior, that's still looking for a Savior? Can we show them Christ? Can we demonstrate yeah. Christ and say the kingdom of heaven is at hand? Look, yeah. I'm going to show exactly. you who your husband is. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, going right back to where we started, the, the, the whole point is, is that this is not just for somebody that's standing on a platform behind a pulpit. This is for oh, every, help us know. every person in the body of Christ needs to be representing him um, because right. they are engaged in his life you know, and right, releasing right, right. his life, who he is, you know, walking in his commission. It's not, this is not just for a special uh, elect, select few um, who have got right. some kind of, you know, exuberant, super right. duper anointing. It's every single one of the body of Christ, all of us right. as the church um, need to be doing this. Yeah, because it says there, even in Ephesians, it says, the whole purpose of the fivefold, which we think are some special anointing, actually all they are is a tool in the hand of the living God to bring yes. you, to bring all the saints unto the fullness and stature of Christ, the Messiah. Exactly. Christ is not, exactly. not just Jesus' last name. It's almost like yeah. we've relegated the word Christ or the term Christ to his last name. And it's just, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we've, yeah. And we've missed that whole, the whole idea. It's almost like the whole church has become anti-Christ. Now we're pro-Jesus, and we're pro, we're pro all the things about Jesus, but we've forgotten the Christ. We've forgotten yeah. the Christ part. We've forgotten that He came in the flesh already, and yeah. already did it, and said it's finished. And then we forget to bring people up. All we want them to do for some reason is to see our anointing or see our ability or see what we know rather than to bring those people, bring everybody around us into the fullness and stature of Christ. Exactly. Exactly. And that's got to be so, the focal point because that's our commission. That's what we tend to do, you know. The problem, right, is, is, right. That when, the problem is, is when we start taking a position where we're not commissioned and not sent to do, but that's for another topic at, uh, at a, <laughs> in another week. We've actually touched on a bunch of things that I'd like to deep dive into um, as we go along, you know, is that some of this about the equipping leaders, about the, uh, the, uh, the righteousness-mindedness, 
Um, and uh, what was that point you just mentioned now uh, about Christ? You know, it, it, what what is oh yeah, what the is, Antichrist what is, spirit already at work. Yes, you know, I'd like to deep dive into some of of how we represent him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What is the foundation? Because you know, KLE is um, is really about kingdom leadership equipping, and 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 the thing about it is, is I think I believe, and not just I believe, I believe, I I know it's the DNA that every single person in the body of Christ is supposed to lead, not lead people, uh, because we think leadership is just when you've got a bunch of followers. And how many followers right. is, depends on how great your leadership is. But, you know, Mother Teresa was leading in, in the, 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 um, uh, the, the swirl of, of the, the worst of the worst of India, feeding the poor. And, and there was nobody following her at that point in time. But she led because she, she decided that she cannot take what she sees anymore and she has to bring Christ by, by practical means to the people. And, and so right. whether, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in life, um, you are the leader. And, and so you know, we really want to deep dive into things to help you, equip you to reflect right. and represent Christ uh, Jesus and your Father um, in, right. in all of in all of what you do and and where you are right now. So yes, um, Steve, we got. I mean, what a good start kickoff! I'm glad we actually. <laughs> I'm glad we we had to wait until this week because that was a that was a really good um, a good start a good platform to to launch into some good stuff um, to deep dive into over the next couple of weeks. And uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you being with us, Steve. Thanks for giving us time. And, um, and uh, let's, um, let's connect again next Friday and, and uh, pursue some more of this as we, as we, um, as we search out what God is. is uh, what's that scripture you brought up from Proverbs at one time? Is, uh, it's um, God hides things, but, but it's the... Dignity of kings to um, to search it out and, and reveal it. Counsel is yeah. Counsel counsel is bound up in the heart of man, but a man of understanding yeah. will draw it from draw it him. out. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And basically, you know, just to uh, uh, Song of Solomon says that uh, my sister, my spouse, is a garden shut or a fountain shut up and a garden enclosed. And right now is a time to begin to have his sister, his bride, his his spouse to begin to have that that river of living water that's been locked up in there to begin to have it flow again. Yeah, and amen. So, um, this you is know, it. she's been a fountain shut up and a garden enclosed, and so now, how do we get that flowing again? How do we get her yeah. to the place where yeah. out of her belly flows that river once again? Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, and that's that, that's going to be. I mean, that's the point of our discussion. <laughs> It's like we're always, you and I, always oh, challenging each other. Yeah, we, there is a point to all of this. <laughs> There's an objective. We have an intention. And uh, so it, it's like how do we grow and be to, to reflect more of him? I mean, honestly, right. that's what growing the church is about. And building the church right. is about him. You know, it's not about us and our little things and, and, uh, and our little right. empires and our little ministries. It's really about him. So um, I, great stuff. In, in, can I interject just one more thing? When, during that yeah. time, when he told me when he told me that I'm gonna, you misrepresented me. I'm gonna teach you how to build for me. He says my and immediately went into this. He said my bride 
is like a little girl right now. She cannot yeah. conceive in the womb. If she could conceive, she'd not be able to bring it forth. You know, she'd not yeah. be able to bear it to turn, bear it to term. If she could bear it to term, she'd not be able to bring it forth. If she could yeah. bring it forth, she'd either abort it, abandon it, or adopt it out. He yeah. says, right now, what I want you to do is work with me to not only mature my little bride, but to bring her to the place where she can not only conceive, but bear it to term, bring it forth, and then nurture what she births. And right. I don't really say that very often because that's, that's more something that he told me personally. Uh, but I know that that's not just a personal thing. That's, that's what he really desires for all of us to begin to learn how to do that, to cooperate with him so that he, we can grow up this little girl, you know, which is all of us, yeah. into a place where she can not only conceive, take that sperma of God or that word of God into our lives and conceive, but to bear it to term, bring it forth, and then nurture what she births. So, yeah, absolutely. Anyway. That's the thing. Yeah, that's another whole topic I want to deep dive into does, yeah. as well. <laughs> yes, man. Hey, oh, that's exciting. That is exciting. Good stuff. Well, thank, thanks for, for uh, kick, kicking it off with me. Um, I appreciate Well, that was the interview we had this week, the discussion we had this week, and uh, we're glad that you could uh, be part of that whole conversation and discussion, as you can hear. We deep dive into a whole number of aspects of building his church. So until next week, oh, don't forget to pop over an email or a message letting us know uh, what it is you'd like to know more about, or if you have a comment that would be uh, relevant to, to what we are discussing, it would be great to hear from you. So until next week, Friday at 11, you can catch us on the Anchor, on Spotify, and a number of other platforms where we will be sharing and discussing Building His Church with Steve and Sean. Have a super weekend.